and we have to laugh at everything. That's the only way that we can grow and look at our problems and learn something from it. Everybody has a little skeleton in the closet, and just now there is a big problem with all the skeletons coming to Parliament to hunt the want the politicians and that's also really a problem so we don't realize what our parents went through because they were also taught that we mustn't speak we must be quiet must sweep under the rug I think that it's very important to have the conversations I think that's where it starts the whole thing of no you're not allowed to be sad you have to be strong you have to that is changing it's evolving and people men are allowed to cry men are allowed to be sad like I see that change happening and that gives me hope that makes me feel like okay cool we are we're getting somewhere yeah Good evening, everyone. I'm Lunga Chika, the Energizer Funny. Tonight, I'll be standing in for Ryan Fortune, who is your usual guy. And I've got three special guests, two with me in studio, and one will be calling in. Now, I know we have one day left before we wrap up 2021. And I think it's safe to say that it's been a crazy year and different, a lot different for all of us. So I'm really looking forward to hearing from all of you guys. So tell us and tune in to us, WhatsApp us. We want to hear about your 2021 in review. So get in touch with us on our WhatsApp line. That number is 061-862-1065. The number is again 061 061- 862-1065. Like I said, I've got some special guests in the house tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking about all things 2021. We want to hear from you guys. Like we all have different perspectives of what's going on, what we've been through. And I have a couple of topics here where we're going to banter on and we'd love to get some participation from you guys. But before we get into all of that, I'd like to take this opportunity to give the mics or the floor to my special guests that are in the room. So please, I don't want to tell you who you are. I guess that I believe that you can give us the best version of your introduction. So ladies and gentlemen, over to my first guest, very beautiful woman. Tell us who you are. Who goes there? That's Mal Jones, ladies and gentlemen. I am a comedian, a single mother, a former radio presenter and producer. But tonight, I'm just here to have fun. So all of that goes out the window because here we are talking about 2021. And if we're looking back at 2021 and 2020, if we can't laugh at it, then we're just going to cry. So let's not. Let's move into 2022 with some joy and some happiness and look back with a different perspective, fresh eye change the narrative, have some good times. Yes, 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 definitely. I mean, that's what we need. Desperately, that's what we need in the world now, in our households, in our businesses. We need that everywhere. But before we get into all of that, like I said, I've got another guest and I'm going to give an opportunity to introduce himself. Who goes there? My name is uh, Chris Ferndale. I um, write uh, poetry and I've been doing it for a number of years, about 30 years now. I'll be talking about our uh, um, issues um, poetically. So, oh, okay. are we a country at war or um, are we a country at peace? Yeah. Are we happy in the Western Cape and um, how do we undo all our struggles Absolutely. and um, be a happy uh, developmental country and so I will look at that lightheartedly. Lovely stuff so like I said we all have different perspectives here tonight. I have a few things that I want to speak about. Mel Jones got a few things that she want to speak about and as you heard from Chris he's also got a few things that he would like to speak about but the whole point of it like Mel said we want to make everything lighthearted, and we have to laugh at everything. That's the only way that we can grow and look at our problems and learn something from it. So, so guys, do not get stuck in where you are. Do not get stuck in that. I know this year has been a very, very challenging year, especially when it comes to 
to mental health. But let's get with some of the perspectives. You know, I've been hearing so many different perspectives of what this year is about. You know, some people are saying it's the zombie apocalypse. Everyone's going to turn into zombies. Some people say it's the end of days. And it's probably like the third time it's the end of days now because I believe in, in the 2000 we expected the end of days. And in 2012 we expected end of days. And now we're calling it the end of days again. Some people are calling it the great awakening. Hmm, I like that one. And I think I resonate a lot with that one. But let, let, Mel, in one sentence, can you tell me how was your 2021? Well, yeah, I re- do remember the, the 2012 Mayan calendar ended yeah. and then nothing happened. <laughs> Absolutely. And everyone yeah, yeah, was just yeah. like, oops, let's move on and forget <laughs> about that. So, yeah, I think that 2021, it depends on which perspective because I've had a lot of people who've suffered real loss and I've had a, people, a lot of people who have suffered job loss and have had gone through some adversities. But you're still here. You're still shining. You're still struggling. There's a lot. I call it the the loop of doom because we keep going over and over and over the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's becoming more and more difficult to find things to laugh at. But we have to. It's Absolutely. one of those things. We have to find things to be grat- uh, grateful for. We have to find things to experience gratitude about. We have to find things to see some joy in. Um, because if we get sucked into that wormhole, it's a very dangerous place to be. So I think that this is the time to realize that we are not going through it alone. Reach yes. out to people. Reach out to people that you think are struggling. Speak to them. Have some sort of connection. Start a WhatsApp group. Everybody loves a WhatsApp yeah. group. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't invite me to the yeah. WhatsApp group. I'm, I'm in enough WhatsApp groups. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Sorry, you said one sentence. Oops. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. I mean, we have a lot to say. Let's be honest. We have a lot to say about what happened this year. Chris, can you tell me one Look, sentence? Look, it's been a year of... Um, of sadness. It's Absolutely. Been, uh, many people have had many losses and so on. And I think that our people, as Mel said, our people are psychologically affected uh, by the pandemic and by the loss of family, by the loss of friends and so on. Mm-hmm. But we've been strengthened with lots of stories of hope in our communities of people supporting us. Um, if you look at the many people who came out and had soup kitchens and did voluntary yes, work, yes, yes. all kinds mm-hmm. of activities and support activities were developed during this and there was a lot of strength built within our community. So I have hope in our community yeah. strength and in our volunteerism in our country to bring yeah. us out of this and that I believe that we can develop despite all of the sadness, despite all the issues, despite all the difficulties that we've had. I think our people have are diligent, our people have that uh, spirit within them that can rebuild and redevelop yes. our society. Mm-hmm. And especially in the Western Cape, I think uh, we are a very, very positive people. Yeah, very, very true. I mean, you touched on a lot of things that were actually really happening and very inspirational. I just want to touch on some of these banter, these lighthearted concepts. Let's talk about this. Uh, guys, let's just try and put ourselves in some of these concepts and let's see, like, how would you deal with it? Let's say this was a zombie apocalypse because people are saying with the whole thing, it was like, oh, no, like we're connecting the dots. This is exactly how Resident Evil started. There was a virus and then people got vaccines and then from the vaccines turned into to, um, to make the people turn into zombies and people saying that's exactly what's happening to us now so they like no, I know exactly how to kill a zombie apparently you've got to aim for the head and you've got a couple of weapons and stuff Mel what do you think about that? 
I think that if this were the zombie apocalypse, I would be the person who finally finds the love interest <laughs> in a grocery store that's been abandoned. Yeah. You know where people go and look for the food? Yes, yes, yes. In the grocery store that's been abandoned, I'm going to find my love interest and he's going to be <laughs> turned into a zombie and I'm going to be the one that's going to save him and I'm going to be a hero yeah. and we're going to find some weapons. I'm going to find a big old frozen leg of lamb and I'm going to knock someone <laughs> out with it. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, you gotta yeah. take the weapons where you can. Yes, you can't, yes, not absolutely. everyone's gonna have a gun and a knife and a shovel. Absolutely, gonna, they pop some up of anyway. us are gonna have to just take like a, a child's toy and throw stuff. You, you know those children's darts. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Use those <laughs> and, and, th- and aim for the head. You've got to do what you've got to do in a zombie apocalypse, guys. You can't just assume that this is gonna be like an Arnold Schwarzenegger one yeah, where yeah, you yeah. kind of arrive and then there's like um, machetes yeah. and um, what do you call those flame blasts? And you can't. There's none of that. Yeah, you've got to yeah. take what we've got. But if this were the zombie apocalypse, um, I think that we'd be okay because no one ever comes to Mitchell's place. <laughs> In the zombie apocalypse, people are going to be like, no, 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 let's stay away from yeah. that. We're fine. Let's yeah. go to Camps Bay and Clifton and Constantius. I think we'll be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, no one comes there. Yeah, absolutely. Because everyone's, not even Uber comes there, bro. So, like, <laughs> there's no zombies going to walk till there. I think they're all going to go where everyone congregates, you know, when everyone's having a good time. Yeah, so that's hilarious. Chris. If it was a zombie apocalypse, how would you react to the situation? I think that we're already in a zombie situation. Our ministers <laughs> think that we are zombies. They want to put us in uh, compressed uh, airplanes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from one international airport to another international airport. Mbalula is very, very creative yeah. in the way in which he declared all our local airports international airports. We had roadblocks forever, everywhere. The man with the big hat just creating robots. He yeah. was like a zombie crazy. Stop, go, stop, go, don't go. Yeah. You may not have a drink. Close your shopping. <laughs> don't party. Yeah, now you can have a small Indiana party. The skeletons are not supposed to come out of the closet yeah. because everybody has a little skeleton in the closet. And just now there is a big problem with all the skeletons coming to parliament to hunt the, hunt the politicians. And that's hey. also a re- really a problem. So we had all kinds of those kinds of zombie-like kind of issues mm. uh, within uh, the pandemic. And uh, our people couldn't uh, always um, uh, cope with it. Our people, one group, uh, called for an entry of freedom. Uh, <laughs> while the, also I said, no, Martin, you must keep your swell coast on your head. You know, uh, don't get out of bed. Uh, don't <laughs> get to your fridge, but don't move out without your mask and so yes, on. Yes, and exactly. the president made that declaration. Keep your swilkos on your head. And uh, You paraphrase, be- I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard. My fellow South Africans, keep your swilkos on your head. We are in difficult times. I've lost my iPad. Please keep your swilkos on your head. Good night. Don't get out of bed. Don't get out of your house until we tell you so. Yeah, Hilarious. Um, let's try and see if we can connect with Eugene this time. Uh, Eugene, are you there? Are you still with us? Please give us a little bit of life. Hi, Lunga. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, I can hear you absolutely fine. Please, Eugene, introduce yourself to the lovely listeners. Tell us how has been 2021 for you in a very short sentence. Um, 2021 was really the year that I thought I was going to take my own life. Well, I'll be honest yeah. with you, I really, really thought I was going to, but I didn't, because I'm not going to let the haters get that satisfaction. Thank you, Sally. I'm still here. Yeah. Listen, like I said, 
I, I mentioned it earlier on, we had a lot of mental health uh, challenges this year. And I think oh, I appreciate the, how much it's been normalized and like it's been taken to like a social media because to be honest with you, Take me just back five years ago. If you ask me what is mental health, I would tell you no. Mental health are the crazy people that in, that's living in an institution, that kind of thing. I, yes, 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 yes. And I educated myself, you know. And I found out that mental health comes in so many forms, you know. Um, a form of being like, you know, when people are claustrophobic, that could be a symptom of mental health, you know. Depression is a symptom of mental health. There's so many forms and so many ways that we can look at mental health, you know, and can be this. And it's very, very important that we speak about these things, and that's why. Mal said that's the purpose of tonight to bring the lightheartedness because yes we all had some hectic challenges this year yeah some hectic challenges I remember Mal had one show I I, I killed myself I can't say the name on the, I can't say the name of the show <laughs> on radio but she knows what show I'm talking about she's like tonight it's just that kind of night <laughs> we just it's that kind of night I had that kind of day and it's that kind of night you know and I'm sure most of us can say that we've had that kind of year so Eugene we were talking about the zombie apocalypse can you please give us your view what would you do in that situation I am one of those so over it kind of people I just say eat my brains I'm fine I'm over this why am I running I don't need to run why am I fighting for my life this is too much work yeah. Just okay, like just spare me, make me a zombie also and then I'll be cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I believe that I am a person that my, my what I do is bring joy to people. Absolutely. And this year people have found ways, they were creative in their ways of making me really angry and really depressed. Mm. Oh, I didn't mean to be this person on the show tonight. But oh, no. a lot of people have like really gotten to me. Yeah. And I've also experienced a lot of loss this year. I'll tell you something. January 2021, for the first 28 days of January, somebody I love died. Mm-hmm. And that really took a toll on me mentally. And I'm so, I'm so proud of POC, people of color, because now that whole thing of, no, you're not allowed to be sad. You have to be strong. You have to... that is changing, it's evolving, and people, men are allowed to cry, men are allowed Mm -hmm. to be sad. Mm -hmm. Like, I see that change happening, and that gives me hope. That makes me feel like, okay, cool, we are, we're getting somewhere. Yeah. That is so true, and that actually ties in with one of the topics that popped up. Um, a lot of people are speaking about we like the mental health thing that we are tackling, you know, generational curses or something that's coming up, and people are, are changing things, you know. We're changing the way that we communicate with each other. We're changing the way we communicate in the household. And like you said, it's taking a, a, a lovely turn. And I've even saw, I saw not too long ago on Facebook, there was this post about a, a men's camp, a men's healing camp, and the, the images just tells everything. You see men holding each other up you know in support you see men crying and all that stuff and this is something that we all looked at as a weakness back in the day but now it's more seen as a strength because you're transforming and you like i said we're breaking all of these curses um mel is there anything that you'd like to add on to that I think that it's very important to have the conversations. I think that's where it starts. Yes. Because we'll talk about it and these generational curses need to be broken. But if we don't speak to our parents and our parents' parents, those generational curses um, may not be take full effect because 
we don't realize what our parents went through because they were also taught that we mustn't speak, we must yes, be quiet, must sweep absolutely. under the rug. So I've been having really good conversations with my mother about things that I didn't even understand that she was going through and I had mm-hmm. no idea what she was going through because she was also, um, no, you speak when you're spoken to, none of this is, is something that we sh- to talk, we don't talk out. Yes. We don't talk out the yes, house. Yes, yes, yes. Don't talk out the house. So we didn't speak out the house, but now trying to understand what our parents were going through and knowing that if they could do, if they know, if they knew better, they would do better. Mm-hmm. Um, that they raised us the best way they knew how. And so now in order for us to raise the next generation, we can do better by learning from them and the mistakes that they made, correcting it and moving forward and saying no more. Yes. No more of the silence, no more mm-hmm. of the not having a conversation with our kids no more of the not hugging no more mm, of the not showing affection yes. no more of the not having a shoulder to lean on no more of not being able to speak to your parents about I'm not feeling good yes. I know you're overreacting mm, none of mm, that mm, you know mm. what I mean just kind of going what you are feeling is real and validating that person yes. and if it's not a parent that you can speak to if your parents are no longer around a person a find a person a friend a colleague a partner mm. But it's important To speak about these things And have these conversations And thereby change the narrative mm. Because we don't move forward If we don't look back a little bit Absolutely yeah, and Can we just teach POC That some things You know how people say No that's white people stuff yeah. It's not white people stuff It's everybody's problem mm-hmm. I, I still I do a lot of work In the cancer community And there are still people Under the impression That no that's white people disease Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it's not. You have it. You, POC, yeah. you, person of color, you, you have it. So how can it be a white person disease? Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not a white people problem. Okay, maybe privilege and stuff like that, but that's not what we're talking about right now. But there are that's not a disease. That, <laughs> it affects us as well, as strongly, as hectically. Mm-hmm. And now, Jones, can I just add that um, you should act you should add actress to your little bio that you gave earlier. We said stand a comedian, radio producer, and actress. As for your TV, you were acting and actress. Thank you. <laughs> Thank yes, yes, yes. Thank Actually, you. Mel killed it not too long ago. All right, guys. Tonight. We are talking all things 2021 in review. We started off nice and heated and got a little deep. Um, and I just want to bring on one more topic of the, uh, of the lighthearted, uh, you know, conspiracy theory things. I just want to touch on, I want to get, I want to get your guys feel on this one because this one for me is particularly one that raises the, 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 the vibrations and the frequency. It raises the, the happiness, you know, it's the great awakening. So people are saying that what actually is happening is a great awakening. We are shifting into better days. We've experienced so much things like war and all of that stuff and they are saying that we're going into a completely new earth and what we're going through is a purge of the, the negativity and we're all just going to be accepting positivity and light. A lot of people, if you talk about the whole biblical term, they're saying, yeah, it's going to be those thousand years of peace with Jesus Christ. But we don't want to get too deep into religious and all of that thing. We want to keep it lighthearted. So I just want to hear the different perspectives. I've noticed a lot of spiritual groups also started forming up and speaking about this great Awakening. I like this perspective. I'm with this team. I'm with this WhatsApp group. So team let's Awakening. Yes, 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 yes. Team Awakening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, please tell us what do you think about this whole Great Awakening? Have you heard about the Great Awakening? Or what's your what's your opinion on this? Man, uh, to be honest and with you, I I like being spiritual. Yes, I like um, um, 
linking with my ancestors mm-hmm. in the way in which I think about them, in which in way in which I celebrate them. Yeah. And I'd like to think that they saved our current future for us mm-hmm. and they stepped lightly on the earth. And that they saved our environment for us. And now we are messing it all up. <laughs> and the environment is getting back at us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and we want to put concrete on everything. Mm-hmm. We want to put concrete on the Philippi, um, uh, Food basket yeah. We want to Blast the sea We want to Shell is blasting the sea And we want to yes, Crack the Karoo And we We're doing all kinds of things mm-hmm. To destroy the earth Ooh. And and that is a major thing for me, in the sense that that is creating an apocal. Um, what do you call it? Apocalyptic. 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 And uh, uh, the, uh, the Karoo and stuff like that, man. Hey, yeah. my bro, man. No, it was nog a pandemic ook nog, you know. Yeah. Ons brikt die hele wow. wereld af. Uh, uh, we are very anti-environment, mental yeah. kind of issues. Mm-hmm. And so that, for me, uh, will bring greater change yes. than uh, the kind of religious perspective on Absolutely. change. I think we must all, we must use the kind of religious, environmental, and all of those kinds of issues are not separated from each other. Yeah. Because if we say God created earth and this beautiful Eden of us, and then man came around and messed it up after eating the <laughs> apple and so on, and then the Chinese skinned the snake and ate the snake and so Ooh. on, you know? Yeah, no, there's yeah. so many crazy, there are so many. That story actually Adam turns... Adam and Eve, uh, they were placed in a beautiful yeah. uh, um, Eden, a garden of Eden, and then the snake told Eve that we must eat the we apple, eat apple, and then they ate the apple, the red apple, and then the Chinese came along, they caught the snake, skimmed it, and ate it. But know? Chris, let me just tell you now that there are people there who are saving the world. Is that man who went to go and have a relationship with an octopus? <laughs> oh <my laughs> and he's saving oh the world word, through through being, being friends with the, as ocean creatures now. Wow. And there are vegans now. They yes, are also yes, saving yes, the world. Yes, they are yes. saving because they're, they're, the they're, they're worried about the fish. And the octopus, the mm-hmm. one octopus yeah. that made the predictions about the world the, and life uh, the, and the, the, Listen, oh, guys. Is this not the year of 2022, the year of the octopus? I don't no. Hey, <laughs> hey. It's been the year of everything. <laughs> I'm quite happy. I'm looking forward to the the um, year of awakening yes. or the coming up awakening because I there's a lot of people that were fasani slap yes, and I yes, think yes, that yes. it's time for them to wake up because I'm wide awake. I am <laughs> so wide awake that I'm woke. Ooh. You know? Mm. Yeah. She had to say yes, it. Yes, I had it. to say it. I said it. I said it. Mm-hmm. There it is. There She's it is. Woke. My son's going to be so unhappy with me <laughs> because he's going to feel like mommy. I told you not to say stuff like that. <laughs> so yes. So we we have all of this, but there's a juxtaposition. There's a whole bunch of people who are trying to do good. There are a whole yes. bunch of other people who are trying to fix and trying to repair and trying to repair not only the earth and and the resources and trying to find ways to save what we have, but there are also tra- people who are trying to save relationships. They are people yes. trying, who are trying to save, um, to, who are trying to make things better going forward. Because yes, we can look back and we can say how everybody's messed up everything, but the, what the, that's not the solution. We've got to find a solution going forward. Yes. And I say all of those people who are doing bad, they just throw them in the ocean. <laughs> 
<laughs> because you know, then that way we, we sort out global warming anyway. <laughs> sort out the fish. Feed the fish so that yes. they can breed more, and then we will have more fish. And then the yeah. vegans are, they at least have tuna. Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm. Have a bucket tuna for you because. You know, mm. it, you can't even have mayonnaise because mm. it's got yeah, yeah. shame, man. I can't it's imagine a life without else. mayonnaise. Imagine not having potatoes for the rest of your life. Shame. They're suffering a lot mm. out there to fix this future of ours. Mm. Yes. So uh, let us all band together to save mayonnaise. <laughs> wow I never saw it going there But we'll take it We'll take it We'll take it uh, It's anything better than 2021 Eugene are you still with us Could you tell us What do you think about The Great Awakening I think that people Appreciate Or shall I say More people Appreciate the time That they have So they are spending Less time with toxic people yes. And I find that when we perform on stage, when people laugh, they laugh with the everything because they missed it for such a long time. And now that they have it, they're going to enjoy it. They're going to... Like, I, I did a show a couple of weeks ago in... What area was that? They could have been Claremont at Kennel with four people in that audience. Yeah. But it sounded like there were 140 people the way they were laughing. And I, I was hosting the show and I asked them individually, like... Is the joke really that funny? Is it that funny? <laughs> or do you just need the laughter? And they were like, oh, combination of both. You guys are really good. But but people are appreciating the time so much more. And that is going to change things Absolutely. for the better. Because now people are not going to be exposing themselves to the toxic people in their lives. And then their lives will be better. The toxic people will have nobody to perform to. So the toxic people will influence more toxic people. And then <laughs> they will just eventually, they will whittle away over there in the corner. Throw them in the ocean, and Eugene. <laughs> come again? Throw them, Throw them in, in the, the ocean. ocean. Well, I don't know if we want to pollute the ocean so much. <laughs> so much. Can we just put them on an island? Put them yeah. on a fire yeah. island or something? Yeah. And like, Throw all of this Let them love the FYRE fire island. Yeah. That's hilarious. You know what? I love all of your um your your perspectives on this. You know, I like that. Um, no, uh, no, sorry, not no, sorry. Chris pointed out all of the all of the bad stuff. You know, and that is somehow pushing a lot of people to wake up because they're noticing all of these bad things. And people's like, no, we need to change this. You know, I love what uh, Malus said with the whole change and save the mayonnaise. I love this stuff. So viva the awakening and viva mayonnaise, guys. We are all can in I, it for the positivity. Can I bring up one thing quickly? Yes. Go we ahead. had an election this year, and our <laughs> area saw a record amount of people going to vote. Yeah. People were so apathetic about the elections, but then they went to go vote. They didn't vote for the right party, but they voted. That's a change. Yeah. That's a start. People, I people like need that. to do something, you know? People need to do something. When they said, like, we're on level three or whatever, I ran outside. I just ran. I don't know where I was running. I ran until I was tired, and I was like, cool. I, I was outside. This is why I don't run. Listen, listen. So, okay, one of our guests is actually a poet. Uh, I forgot to mention that. I, yeah, yeah, they introduced themselves so Mel she told you that she's a phenomenal comedian and all of those amazing things that she's done Eugene also told you that he's also a phenomenal comedian I've shared the stage with both of them they are amazing I learn a lot from them and it's such an honor to have them conversating with me here tonight and I'm meeting Chris for the very first time so Chris can you just tell us who don't know who you are where do you come from and how long have you been doing poetry Oh, I've been doing poetry for a while now, um, since the 80s, uh, when wow. we uh, were involved in the UDSC, cultural kind of <laughs> organization with uh, 
of poets uh, making a contribution, cultural workers and so mm-hmm. on. And when the UDF was banned, we created cultural activities and we continued with our um, activities underground and we used arts, culture, music mm-hmm. to continue the message of the struggle. So, um, yeah, I've been writing for a while. Oh, that's cool. And I believe that you have quite a few poems. So for those of you who are tuning in in the live feed, as you can see on the table, he came prepared. I think he brought all the poems from the 80s up until now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he brought some of his favorite heavy hitters. Uh, we're going to give him some time so that he can do his poems. Let's us indulge him. And guys, those who are listening in, the way that you respond to poetry is snapping the fingers. So every time you hear something good, you go, ooh, mm. And you snap those fingers. All right, let's get into the poetry. Do you need a poetry? I'm just talking about corruption. That's all. Okay, we don't in a pandemic way. All right, Chris, over to you. Can you ace corruption and change? Ish, it's a mammoth task. Eating an elephant bit by bit, and not letting any knowledge about it slip past floating lips. Palms have been oiled, warring partners, and bed sheets have been soiled from. Joburg to Dubai, imaginary Shabins visited, and mountains of curry eaten in celebration. A commission was established and a nation duped into poverty and consternation. The more information was exposed, the more comical the alibis, while subtle legal threats were made. Money disappeared like a magical elephant hiding in plain sight. Security dogs are threatening to bite those who raise the alarm, and our representative parties only brave act is to hang its collective head in shame. And they can't come up with one guilty name. It's a multi-billion rand shame that nobody is to blame. And up until that day, Mel, do you know anybody that's to blame? It must be longer. <laughs> Ish, it's a pandemic. I've got the tenders. <laughs> you, <laughs> we must tenderize you. Yes, I'm PEE of what did you think? <laughs> Pandemic corruption back report for free. As gevolg van die pandemic het my keel heel te mal droog geword. Mense sintuie was vreselijk geaffecteer. Jy kon nie rook nie, die licht was te vars. Ek kon nie alcohol proe nie, die kantien was toe soos rolse kabinet. Hulle vat ons vir a gek a COVID corruption paycheck. Om ons te entertain het Cyril self as speeches op die TV gemaakt, die beloftes oor korruptie vastvat. Was vreselijk gatlik en belaglik en sy ministers het komediante geword. Fikili Lile as a traffic op grapjas, a taxi statistieke lachbol en sorg vir altyd vir een vleende reismatees compression jaw. Maar die meisnes minister van wijn en sigarette was sommer soos a oud rood rol, if you smoke you will choke up the hospitals, use up ministerial oxygen and drink too much COVID pills. Arme Angie weet jou werk education nie en opvoedkunde nie. Sy het reik toe wipplank op en af, op en af en toe weer op en toe weer af. Bly heel tyd in die soep maak los en vast reels soos a donkiekar wat weghal oor die klippe sonder richting of teels. The minister of fashion, shopping spree, family lunches and com- communication placed herself on a liquor vacation. She danced in the face of poverty. Wine, dined and took a chance so everybody else spoke whatever they smoked. The minister of economic development became the minister of Fashion dictates you may dress up but not down. You may wear this but not that kind of scrap. Presented very scientific facts about which factory lapis are corona-free and which are too quiet and which had to close and which had to vie. The man, the man met the dance steps and grew wood. 
Het die land vol roadblocks laat voet, I will close your shabine. This is not a lockdown party. Don't keep yourselves like smarties. Don't watch video games of my prancing and dancing. Don't walk on the beach. Don't smoke. Don't drink. Don't do nothing. Distance yourself from yourself with the provincial minister. Support him, him full-breasted against his side. And ten security guards stood side by side in the background. He later realized that TV pics must be coordinated with his content. He then demonstrated each time how to social distance with 10 patrol traffic vehicles in convoy. The Minister of Land and Borders was investing and investigating and instigating rumors of corruption fencing. She went to look at the cigarette smuggling routes and the borders, missing fences, and made new orders. Corruption is an important small Indiana skeleton in each department's budgetary schedule for DG-directed ministerial expenditure and their connections pleasure. If discovered, you just hang your head in shame and find someone to blame. According to the official ACE position, corruptees may continue to work until found guilty by a court of law, so can always go and beg for more. The Auditor General can just voice an opinion as a little paper tiger minion. Skeletons are just bones, and European apartheid ghost. Each minister must have some small Indiana skeleton to secretly boast, just like sparring girlfriends are part of the culture, which nobody talks about until the girlfriend skeletons rattle, rave, and shouts. Politics is difficult to handle, but if you know your moves, the business of corruption can be so smooth, you can get a nice-sounding to make speeches, you just hide the gangsters and their dogs behind the departmental veneered fences, make 400 old housing sitting farts, sit and shout and insult each other aloud like real British democracy, pay them off to be very happy and to keep the country in focus and make a movie so televised useless noise in green versus red versus pink versus blue hocus pocus, then the gangster skeletons can do the job to rob the country for free. <laughs> yeah, keep that, that finger snapping. Keep finger, that finger snapping. snapping. Yeah, finger yeah, snapping. yeah. I like that, Chris. Man, I really like that. I thank you. Cool. You obviously wrote that this year, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Mm. I had to, man. Because so, I heard there's a lot of. Uh, I had to deal with my mental issues, and uh, absolutely, these ministers were giving me lots and lots of mental issues to deal with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We channel our greatest challenges through art. Speaking of challenges, we had a few challenges this year as well. Now we spoke about the mental health that we. We touched a little bit about that, but I think also a very, very, very big challenge that we all face this year as a whole globe. On top of COVID, they're going to add this challenge that we've never seen coming. People just went absolutely crazy. It was a social media crash. OMG. <laughs> no one remembers Ladies that Ladies and gentlemen. No, we don't want to remember. <laughs> Trust me, we don't. People act like we've dealt, we've dealt with so much. We don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> we don't want to talk about all of those things. But that was a crazy time. Eugene, are you still with us? Speaking that thing that we're doing, the whole social media thing. How did you, I mean, how, do, how are you dealing with the social media crash? Um, oh, social media has become less important to me. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, like I don't think about social media. I go on Facebook, I advertise, or I post something, then I leave. Because mm. all I see on Facebook is divorce, divorce, divorce. <laughs> or people who I never thought would get engaged are getting engaged. Yeah. And now I'm that guy saying, yo, you, you engaged? How? What are you? Yeah. I don't want to be that person. So I just got to say, oh, I remember there was a time where WhatsApp, WhatsApp was off for like a good couple of hours. Yes. I didn't notice. I had no idea. 
<laughs> I had no idea. Wait, I think certain phones were having those problems because I think it was certain people complaining. I, I remember that time and I saw certain statuses and people's like, is, it, is your WhatsApp also messed up? I'm like, I'm looking at statuses here on WhatsApp, so I don't know about you. But I do believe a lot of um, business, because with business, a lot of a lot of things with content creation, people shifting into the digital world, you know, I think a lot of people yeah. took a crash on the serious side as well. Mel, how about you? How was that period for you? I think that everyone was because when you busy WhatsApping your family because I've got WhatsApp, I've got family in Dubai, Abu Dhabi, and I've got family in lovely. Australia, and so not lovely. We can't see them, so, <laughs> so we got to, and we could, certainly couldn't see them this year because they weren't allowed yes. to come into South Africa. We're like, oh, we got Omicron. Oh, so Africa's got Omicron. No, yeah, guys, yeah. everybody's got Omicron. <laughs> come on now. So um, when WhatsApp went down, everybody went to Facebook, and then Facebook was down, and then everybody went to Instagram, yeah. and then Instagram was gone. And Twitter was very famous for a little yes, while. Yes, Twitter yes, yes. crazy. And then that was for about six, eight hours. Mm. And then no one remembered that. It was like the biggest problem in the youth's world <laughs> at that moment. Telegram got so many new people. Telegram. Uh, telegram, people. Got telegram new people. it's still a thing. Yeah. I didn't know there was a Telegram still. And then people were still like, oh, let's get onto Telegram. And I was like, I deleted that like two years ago, guys. But people went crazy. Mm-hmm. People went mad. My son used to 24 years old and he was on Discord and he didn't even know anything was going on because that's how they were chatting. Um, But there were other people, the millennials were going Mm, mad. mm, They were like, mm. how do we communicate now? Um, (laughs) Where's going to see my videos? No, no, he's going to see my TikTok stuff. And so, yeah, so it was, it was mad and then it uh, was fine and now we forgot about it. That happened this year, guys, for those of you, I know that some of you (laughs) still have PTSD about it. That happened this year. Maar hulle het die groot gehoord met die radio nie. Yeah. Ons het na die radio geluister, die 4 o'clock story, die vrijdag aand. Now don't look at him. Uh, don't, now wait, Chris, don't look at Lunga. Lunga didn't listen to me. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me. We had to police squad. Ja, sy gaat kyk a movie, as sy uit die movie uitkom, as sy sê, die ouwe, die roeke, die is so geskiet met bro, en hy is so gekap en so, en 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 het sy gesien, die karate move wat hy gemaakt, tjo, 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 I really can't picture you doing that. What I'm basically saying is we had to be creative. Yes. We had to tell stories ourselves. Yes. We had to listen. We had to imagine things uh, uh, that we heard over the radio. And uh, so we had to create the picture in our minds. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a it's a mindset kind of crisis. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, uh, media hopping kind of need and so on. You know, if this media doesn't work, I must hop to. But what is the creative? Activity other than the man, what's a millennial the children of today, then all the children is going, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> one, one. One, one. One, one. You just added Can 20 I years to your life. Can I answer the question, what are yeah. we creating today? Yes. Uh, it. The most Besides. boring TikTok videos I've ever seen in my life. I'm so boring. It's not just they the are. young people, yeah. Eugene. Old yeah. people are doing it. Their that, parents are on TikTok as well. I'm it's just putting it all boring to me. It's boring. The most boring <laughs> statement is, I'm just putting it out there. For wie, for what, and for who, and wie moet het kijk? 
It's a completely different world And somehow it works for these people So yeah um, Yeah but well, no one wants to watch your mother doing a dance Or in a yeah. underwear Come now guys well, You'll be surprised Oh okay that's that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was like you'll be surprised I've seen well, I was like whoa wait wait, wait Underwear wait, wait, wait. <laughs> You did not say underwear <laughs> I did say underwear You just didn't hear yeah, yeah, underwear you No know, that's why um, my mind is saying you did not say it But I actually heard it <laughs> yes. Listen, Another thing that went down are so many Businesses, a lot of businesses crashed this year, and there's lots of difficulty. Yeah. What do you guys think? Are businesses coming back, or you think it's time for new? I think that it's a real struggle. I know of a few people who had to close restaurants who yes. actually could not because even when they said it's fine, we can open the restaurants now, they had to open at fifty percent capacity, Absolutely. wasn't which wasn't going to make mm. up for the loss. They still had. Um, uh, Loans to pay They still had um, uh, Salaries to pay So they still had expenses That weren't being covered During the Full on lockdown And coming back At like 50% capacity Or percentage of the capacity Wasn't making up for that So those businesses Had to close Mm -hmm. And I think that The positive spin on that Is that people Have reinvented themselves People have gotten creative With their own Talents with their own businesses, with yes. their own branding, people have gotten. Um, you couldn't become complacent. This was, if anything, this was the year of non-complacency. Yes. You had to find a way to dig yourself out of whatever hole you were in, whether it was business, whether it was financial, whether it was emotional, whether it was spiritual, whether mm-hmm. it was mental. Yep. You had to dig yourself out of a hole, or you had to find someone to help you dig you out of that hole. And so you couldn't be complacent, and you had to become creative. And I think I applaud every single human being who's gotten. Out of even if it was hard to get out of bed some days, and yeah. you got out of bed, I applaud you because mm. I know that there were struggles going on that no one has spoken about. So absolutely, big, big, big high fives to you and I, super chats. I love that what you said because um, us as humans, we're known for evolving. You know, throw any kind of situation at us. If you're living in a cold place, we're gonna learn how to create uh, warmer clothing so that we can survive in that. You know, you're living in places where food is not easy to reach. We're gonna learn how to hunt or or make our own food you know so that's i think that ties in with the whole great awakening thing you know that we have all of those challenges and all of those things that we spoke of you know the the generational curses and communication in the family all of those things are coming to an end now and we are evolving and like you said um and also to add with the businesses and all of those things they came back and they tried to like be above water so some of the they hiked their prices up because i remember going on a date i used to pay less than 500 rand now i'm paying almost a thousand rand and I'm going paying for almost a thousand rand on a date, guys. Love is expensive. That's why I'm and the saying cost of living. And the cost of living is just going up. How many and dates high. do you have a month? Dude, one. One every two One months. One every six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm picnics. Yes. Picnics are yeah. very we do good. The beach. Yeah, we do the beach oh, now. All great. of a sudden, we love nature. We like walking. Oh, yeah, walking. We love. Awesome. hiking. Yeah, oh, ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, eat uh, at home and then I'll meet you. At yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bring you popcorn we from home. Uber, yeah, yeah. Popcorn is cheap. Uh, Gatsby. <laughs> uh, you must have a try Gatsby. Uh, yeah. At long fisheries, my bro. So I crave you a liquor, Gatsby Tasso, in a cool drink, Langsan, very, very, very butchery, actually, like in Bosis, Daikant. And then you go on your picnic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dude, look, it's like I said, the cost of living has gone crazy. Um, you guys have a lot of responsibilities. I'm still living with my parents, you know, so I just rent a room. But you guys know what it's like to take a lot, take on a lot more responsibility with the cost of living and the jobs going down. Mel, you're a full time. 
full-time entertainer. It's not like you're working in another place where you're um, earning a salary day and then you can like, oh, I can depend on that. So you basically depend on your craft and your art, you yeah. know. And it's been very like dodgy you've been actually doing quite well quite well this year yeah i must say but it's quite dodgy you know so like um is there any advice for us for some people who don't know how to deal with this time with the cost of living going up i don't know okay anyone but mel i know i believe that like you said you've been like on both sides you know um how did you deal with all of this how do you become a a famous comedian TV artists. Well, it's I'm really I'm it's, in. it's so hard to be so good, guys. It's <laughs> really <laughs> it's hard to be this good looking and this talented and this intelligent so and this articulate. For it's just hard. But yeah, yeah. this year it seems to have paid off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, here's the thing. I think that initially when everything went online, there was this huge hesitation for people to take that leap. Yes. Because it's different, especially for comedy. You don't want to be talking to your laptop. You don't want to be talking to a screen. There's no interaction. There's a different energy. There's very little energy, to be fair. But if you don't, it comes back to reinvention. It comes Mm. back to changing your thinking. It comes back to thinking outside of the box. If you don't find some other source, you've got to get let go of what you're used to. What you're used to isn't working anymore. So you've got to find a new way to create your if you love making people laugh and you want to keep doing that, you've got to find a different way to do it. Uh-huh. And it's as simple as that. I've had to embrace the online phase. Uh-huh. I've had to embrace many different. I've done some things on social media that I've not done before. Like I did, I started doing live things on, yeah. which I, I wasn't comfortable with at first, yeah. but I embraced it and I started enjoying it because uh-huh. people started coming regularly and watching. And then we were this little group of people who just enjoyed hanging out on a Monday night on uh, Facebook Live. And so that became a thing that was, it started to, I developed it to get over some sort of anxiety and some sort of um, mental health issues that I felt people were dealing with. And then it just developed into this source of joy for myself and for the people who were there. And then I, I almost felt like if I couldn't do it, I was letting them down, but I was also letting myself down because I always felt better after doing it. Mm -hmm. Always. Mm -hmm. So so, so it seems as if people must find the talent within the kind of uh, situation that they are in. You've got to think outside the box. You can't, you've got to do things differently. If you want to keep doing what you're doing, you've got to do it differently. Sometimes you've got to write it. Sometimes because I've done that as well. I Mm -hmm. did this as well this year. I went, I went to go and write for a TV show. Um, Which I thoroughly enjoyed And I didn't know that I was going to be enjoying it that much I didn't know that I was going to be able to do it It is the girl who spilled what's the name of this girl It's But oh actually It's not a stick It's comedy mixtape It's comedy mixtape Comedy mixtape Yes I wrote some of the sketches for those Which was really and I wrote all the parodies that I didn't know Yes parodies I did the parodies Some of the parodies that played at the end of the show I did those and I thoroughly enjoyed that, yeah. which I didn't think I would as much. So much so that I'd love to do it again. But yeah. this is where you find a way to use your creative outlet if you want to do it. Because if you don't, I remember the first year in 2020 when all of this hit, when I wasn't able to express myself creatively, it was very depressing. So you have to find a way to get mm. There's something that you love doing You've got to keep doing it Because it's the source of joy guys You've mm-hmm. got to find a way To bring yourself some joy Yeah, no, absolutely too Alright guys So we got to wrap that section up Alright ladies and gents We'll continue our conversation We have some juicy more things to talk about um, First of all 
another icon, an icon, we actually lost an icon not too long ago, uh, Mr. Desmond Tutu, Archbishop Desmond Tutu. For the millennials and for the new people, they're always like, who is this guy that everyone is so crazy about, you know? We heard that he's from the struggles, but please, Chris, I believe that you have a very, very good version of this man. So can you enlighten us, Arch Desmond Tutu, is or was? I grew up in the Protestant um, community, in the Protestant church, and um, so I, um, um, as, a, as, a, as a youth, I've had to go to church. And, you know, Absolutely. You know, Sunday school and so on. But I met uh, the Arch um, during the struggle period as a student when he used to come to address us at the university mm. um, at uh, marches he would lead those protest marches often and protect us from the police mm-hmm. um, in our youth group um, in Pew Town um, we met uh, the arch at the St. George's Church um, one uh, day and um, it was such an enlightening experience to meet the Arch because of his friendliness, his fearlessness, mm, yes. um, his outspokenness in relation to the truth, his spirituality, his practicality as well, and uh, the fact that he can communicate at all levels. Yes. Whether you are a youth or mm. a street person or a highly educated priest or an imam or yes, anybody, yes, yes. the Arch will welcome you with open arms and he will embrace your understanding with his understanding mm. of, of religion and he will seek that compromise, he will seek that unity um, in often in a um, in a very very jovial manner. Uh, he will convince you uh, in relation to that kind of spirituality. So, um, for me, it was a very real kind of issue. I, uh, um, in fact, had a um, a bursary uh, hmm. sponsored by the uh, Desmond Tutu Trust, wow. uh, so I appreciate that. Yes. Uh, um, I appreciate uh, the spirituality in the sense that the arch would organize other denominations and be interactive and share and bring people together from various denominational backgrounds, various political backgrounds, and and be truthful about our reality and for, for me that is very important and uh, would not always care about his own safety when confronting the police. There were often mm-hmm. situations uh, as uh, I've read uh, a friend t- uh, talk about how uh, the police would confront a mass march mm-hmm. and the arch would come forward and he would calm our students and he would pray in front of the cops, and he would also bless the enemy as well, mm, you know? Yes, yes, and he would yes. calm the situation, mm. you know? And if there was a crisis, he would support within the crisis by being a compassionate priest, by being a compassionate supporter, and so on. Yes. And in that very, very practic- practical way. Um, in another way, um, for uh, myself and our youth in the Cape Youth Congress, our wall, the Early Learning Center, was born bombed in 1988 and uh, as part of the truth commission that issue was a very serious issue and so I um, we had to uh, appear before the truth commission uh, to confront those who bombed 
um, our community center. And in that way, I could see the arch again in a very, very compassionate manner, um, supporting the victims in a real way, um, supporting our communities and so on. And um, really, really attempting from his heart to unite South Africa, to unite people across the spectrum in a real way. Many people criticize the Truth Commission for not having achieved all its objectives, but I think that if it wasn't for the Arch, we would not have had a peaceful uh, transition in this particular world. For people like the Arch, people like his spirit, like his yes. leading kind of light. Um, so I think uh, for me that, uh, so I, I can uh, call up a number of um, events like uh, the big uh, major march we had in Cape Town with Archer uh, led and so on where there were um, thousands of people just imagine a march where the streets from District 6 right through to Parliament is covered with one mass and throng of people yeah. and the Arch leading such a march, wow. you know uh, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 people uh. covering the whole of the city of Cape Town and the Arch would be there to lead the people, to guide the people and be the moral compass of our people um, in that sense um, and so it is sad that uh, we that he has passed on. But I'm glad for people like Theresa Solomon, who declared as a mayor that the freedom of the city must be, present, must be given to the, the arch and that we could march on his birthday. And I so yeah. would like that we continue to celebrate Absolutely. the spirit of the arch uh, going forward and mm -hmm. that um, the kind of unity that he... Um, um, was uh, um, organizing that he was mentoring amongst priests, amongst communities, amongst people, that that spirit of the arch continues. Um, often he was very lighthearted about himself, about um, life, uh, but he always brought across a very, very serious message of hope, of life, and of unity. So on mm. that note, the purple people shall govern. <laughs> and the color yes. purple was one of the events when we protested we were sprayed with purple wow. um dye mm -hmm. and at uh, in uh, around the area of between the, the Methodist church and St. George's and around the court. Everybody was just sprayed uh, mm. by the police during one march and so on. And so uh, also the the color of the arch, one of the spiritual colors is purple. And so it is befitting that our mountain, our uh, yeah. city hall is now lighted up in, in, in the color purple yeah. to represent the peace, the hope that the arch represents. Present. So, thank you very, very much yes. to the Arch and his family and the Anglican Church mm -hmm. for having spared the, the Arch to us for such a long time and being such a good guide to South Africa and our moral compass for our political leaders. And may the spirit of the Arch 
always live with us forever. Yes. Amen. Amen. May he rest in peace Amen. and his soul <laughs> rise gracefully. Um, Mel Jones, I believe that you also want to touch on another iconic um, star that we lost this year, you know, and it was really, really a sad moment for South Africa, you know, um, because we grew up um, with most of these artists that we see today and they've influenced our lives in so many ways. So Mel, could you please enlighten us of who are the amazing people that we lost this year? Um, I think I would like to just use this moment to dedicate to Charlene Suti Richards, our iconic uh, actress, mm. writer, performer. She was not only an incredible person on stage, yes. on camera, but mm. she was also an incredible person behind the scenes and a huge advocate for women of color to hold space. Yes. Because... Coming from a background where women in particular on the Cape Flats aren't taught to feel that they are very worthy, aren't taught to take up space, aren't taught that they are valued, that they are um, important members of society. Here was this woman who used her voice, the used her fame to speak to young yes. girls, to not only demonstrate um, with her word, but also with her actions, what it is like to be a person, take up space, own that space, and feel that you are worthy of that space. Because a lot of women in the communities still today uh, grow up without feeling like they deserve to be there. Mm. Because um, I think that a girl child, by her mere birth, some in some cultures, uh, boys are still celebrated more than girls. So by your mere mm. birth, you yeah. are taught to to feel undervalued. Mm -hmm. And here was this woman who was this bright shining star, who was incredibly funny, mm. who was incredibly talented, who personified a role with such depth, with such immense um, talent. And then she was also using that voice to say, you belong here. Don't be afraid to feel like you belong here. Don't be afraid to take the risks and shine your light in a way that is going to make you feel proud, mm. make your ancestors feel proud, make your children who come after you feel proud, make your fellow sisters in your community feel proud. She was not afraid to say whatever she wanted to say mm. in whatever way she wanted to say it. <laughs> yes, yes, Sometimes yes. it came across and some people are like, oh my God, it's such a shock. No. She wanted to say it the way she wanted to say it. And sometimes she felt that that was the only way that it was going to be heard. So there yeah. was method to her madness. She was a beautiful human being. Mm -hmm. She was incredible. Uh, she was a national treasure. Yes, very true. And she was not only a, an incredible talent and a wonderful human being, but she was also just a joy to be around. Just being around her, yeah. you felt like you were in a good space. Mm -hmm. So she will be dearly missed. Yeah. And we would love to send our condolences to the families and to the friends of Charlene Suti Richards and to anyone who's met her. We know that we have suffered a great, great loss. Yes. Wow. It's not easy to lose legends, but the great thing about it is that we can always remember the amazing 
amazing work that they've done and even the interactions that we had. Like you said, she's not just amazing in the, in the craft, just as a being. Yeah. She, she lights, she lights up the room. Even if you didn't know who she was, if you crossed the path, like cross path with her and you had a conversation or she just helped you out with something, yeah. you would leave remembering that person. You said, oh, that, but that's a lovely person, eh? And then afterwards yeah, you find exactly. out that it's just amazing. I'm being. Charlene, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah. still today call her Nena. Yeah. And I, she used to get so irritated. I'm going to get a photo from my father. I'm going to get a photo from my father. Charlene, Charlene. Yeah. It's so crazy. Mel, you spoke about something very interesting earlier. And you mentioned that how you've done a lot of, a lot of, uh, transformation. You, you started doing things that you weren't used to, you know, things out of the box. And like you said, it was important. It's an important time for us to transform. So I also did a little bit of transforming. I actually started my own MPO called SOC. Yeah. It means Save Our Children South well, Africa. Okay. I started that. And also I did, um, I did an online acting course. Oh. Mm, yes. Yeah. I got distinction. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> also I did a public speaking online course as well and some vocal training. So I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> oh, I do, I do beg your pardon. Yeah, they taught me how to articulate and complete my words. <laughs> <laughs> so I did a lot of bit of you know I'm transforming. I also know a couple of friends of mine that started their own businesses. You know my my opposite neighbor. He just he decided you know what I'm actually good at food, and he was actually struggling to get a job and keeping a job. But now he started doing his own food, and like nobody's judging him because you don't have to be a criminal or whatever. You know you can be whoever you are. Right. So he's doing food and he's doing absolutely well. He's like getting sold out on weekends and stuff. So a lot of small businesses have popped up and things like that. Malcolm and you okay Mel sorry Mel you've actually shared a little bit so I just want to jump on to Eugene just give him a little bit of life Eugene are you still there can you share some of your Georgia phone we wish you were here I'm going to act like those people there wish you were here I'm standing with a sign but <laughs> you Eugene should be can I just a little shout out to Eugene yes because Eugene did the responsible thing he Absolutely. wasn't feeling very well and he thought let me not put anyone at, at risk so he decided that he was going to do this interview via the telephone yes so his presence is here Absolutely. even though it not yeah. physically so thank you yeah, Eugene and mm. that's not something I do. I normally go to sleep, sleep but we're not talking about hey, that hey, now, hey. Yeah, yeah. So I decided let's rather be safe and just see how I feel tomorrow. And if I don't feel any better, then I'm going to have to go for the test. For the first time, I'm going to have my nose seen Violated. Yeah. Look, do you prefer the nose one? I personally prefer, uh, prefer when they do the test in the throat. I don't like the nose thing. You don't I've get the choice the... anymore, guys. Is it? Yeah, they do both. Yeah, my friend. Okay. Stay at home. <laughs> but Eugene, yeah, please tell us about your transformation. Tell us about your transformation that uh, 2021 kind of like made you do, you know? Um, so I've been a stand-up comedian for the last 11 years. And I've made all of my money from being an MC and a stand-up comedian. That's it. And then 2020 came along and it taught me that I need to diversify my income. And yes. I need to be better about the opportunities that come my way. So I have done... Acting, I have to act. Ooh, I hate yeah. it. I hate. <gasps> I've always wanted to become an actor, but I hate being an actor. It's tough work. Ooh. It's tough work. Art. It's, that's the thing about it's, art. It's, it's not a joke. It all came to this with this one scene where I killed that to be really emotional. I was only I was wearing a small piece of underwear. I'm emotional. I'm vulnerable, <laughs> but I killed that scene. And then the director said, "Cut. Okay, let's take it from this angle." 
So they moved the cameras around and I had to do that same scene again yes. as hectically as I just did it. And I'm like, that's a wonderful performance. I got this again. Maybe <laughs> y'all need to buy more cameras than me do the whole thing over and over again. Yes, a lot of the same things. And, and so Charlize Theron had to do Monster over and over and over sure. again. If Charlize can do it, so can you, Eugene. Uh, Charlize and I are two completely different. <laughs> it's something that she enjoys. It's something that I really do not enjoy. Enjoy. I did not enjoy it. Thanks for the money, though. The money was fantastic. Yeah. But no, ugh, it's something that I don't like. Whereas I was approached to become a driving instructor, which is something oh. I've been doing for the last 20 years or so. And that is something that I really, really, really love, love, love doing. I love being a driving instructor almost as much as I love performing on stage, which yeah. is saying a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, I had to diversify my forms of income. My business is now officially registered. I registered myself as a business because I've also come to realize that us as entertainers, we need to also be better about running our careers yeah. like it's a business. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, a lot so of us took that shift. Need- yeah, entrepreneurs up in here. Yeah, we need to pay our taxes and claim our monies back and let the business pay our rent because we are the business, so our rent must be paid by the business. That's the whole thing. So, uh, yeah, I've taken on more opportunities. The whole online comedy space is one mm. that I am not a fan of at all. But then I was invited to perform at the Utrecht International Comedy Festival because they had a whole pride lineup, different LGBTQ comedians from all over the world. And I did it from home, and it wasn't as terrible as I thought it would be. Yes, I was talking to my phone, looking at nobody in particular, but it was just, it was a Zoom call, but me telling my stage material to the Zoom call. Yeah. And it wasn't that bad. Yeah. To be honest with you, I'd like to add to that because I was someone who's been avoiding the online. I even spoke to Mel about it, and she's like, just do it, man, just do it. Can't (laughs) even sound like that. And like I've been avoiding it for the longest time, and I think my first online gig was actually with Mel, and um, we had Barry Hilton. He actually booked me for the gig. Uh, Stuart Taylor got his whole setup. Not that your name dropping or yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So how do you start up? Mel, how do you start the engine moving? You must put petrol in it first. But I must say, I must say, like, once I did it, I have to agree with you, Eugene. It was like, what was I running from? You know, I did another, I need another um, online MC gig where I had to like host. A, it was a very important gig. It was a corporate gig. And I'm like, I'm the main host here, but I'm at home and everyone's obviously tuning in from all of their places. And there was a segment where I had to do comedy. And I was so nervous about this thinking, you know, the connection, the energy and all of that. And I just told him, look, guys, I want to see those, those smiling emojis. You know, if you show me that, I know I'm doing well. But what I appreciated is that it gave me so much arms and space to use and use my body a lot more and I'm someone who's a very physical comedian like I like I use everything on stage you know and I felt like even just without having the mic in your hand and like talking to a camera it actually gave me space to be more animated and like explore more of my physicality so I kind of there was a bit of appreciation also in that so yeah okay I, I hear what you say now but when you got on stage in front of a live audience how was that how was that first time back on stage? The first, oh, back going back on stage. I, yeah, I, 
I ate it up. I couldn't wait. Yes, I was a bit nervous and everything because I was like, you know, I forgot this feeling, you know. I forgot the space, you know, the nervous space and everything. I forgot all of that. I was like, oh yeah, this feeling now. Oh yeah, the people now. Oh yeah. Why did I wish for this? You know. (laughs) But once you get into it and you get that first laugh, you know, you know, it just comes back to you and you're like, oh, I miss this so much. So yeah. But uh, we don't want to speak a little too much about comedy. Um, Chris, can you please tell us, give us a different perspective. What changes, what transformations did you go through? Can I first read a poem for Nena? For Nena? Yeah, goodbye, Nena. Okay. Yeah. You got but now um, I was warned not to say certain words. Oh, yeah, please don't. This, this, is, this, is, a, <laughs> this is a very family show. So please do not beep. say any bad words on the Cornerstone Critical Dialogue okay, on Bush you Radio. Thank you very much. Before I start. Okay, goodbye. Lieve aarde, nena, laat jy ons nou so hard seer laat, jou kinders van nome rood, primary wil weet, as het rarig waar, dat jy so, so sikkel met inkomste en saffe met jou gezondheid, sonder kos, huis en medical aid. Die vetvarkskelens vriet nou die aates en die COVID geld. Jy is dan so multi-talented reward-winning helden van die koptoekies, vetkeekanties, skinnebekke en gejoesde harefensies, die bekkige lady chommie van die moffieedresse. Jy is aan my neighbor, my kwai auntie, the life of the party, the prize-winning actress on every national stage. Jy kan mys nie net so skielik ta waaf en oos verlatie. Hoe gaat oos nou suspiciously en gatvol kyk na die TV-stikke as jy nie in die movie sê en daar speel a ander flow mens met met jou rol as soul auntie. Nee man, ek is die emman man kwaad, hopelessly sonder raad, laat die hele industrie en die government jou so in die stik laat, as hulle rand das, om die aate so lilik met flow poep excuses te drop, iemand moet vernatie onder sy gas kop man. I thank you. Can we yeah. just add a disclaimer for the words? These were the uh, thoughts and expressions of Chris Ferndale and yes. not of Bush Radio. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, that was not in our uh, script. That was not in our Sorry, Nena here is clear. I didn't know we could say the J word. Hey, we can't, we can't, we can't. Uh, guys, Chris, I apologize, I apologize on my behalf, but Nena here is clear. Chris, I thought I could quote Guys, we just met today. He did not come with me. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> we, we're not on Facebook together. I'm leaving the house. <laughs> we are not on I've Facebook together. I've before. I've seen him before. Marosha Kester says hello. She sends a laugh. Hey, hey, hey. Bye. Yes, guys. We're still waiting for those WhatsApp guys to tune in with us. Mel, do you quickly want to wrap up what was your transformation this year? Um, I think that it's more a case of little bits at a time because it wasn't a big transformation. I also did an online writing course and I also I think it was more a case of um, going outside of your comfort zone mm. because good things happen outside of your comfort zone but the fear keeps you there and the mm-hmm. fear is going to be debilitating. So if you can get rid of that fear, it's like with you with your, oh what is my fear of being online? Mm. And once you've overcome that fear, you realize that it's not so bad Absolutely. and that is the that is the main issue with fear. It keeps you where you are comfortable, it keeps you in a space where there's no growth, so there's growth outside of your comfort Absolutely. zone and I think that is where any transformation, it's not a personal transformation to kind of bring people hope. It's more a case of finding what you're scared of, overcoming that fear and moving past it and then that's where you grow outside of your comfort zone. Absolutely. I love that. Hey, we're going to wrap up that segment over there but we just go, oh, not just yet, not just yet. We got still a little to talk about. 
All right, we're going to keep going. So, uh, apologies, I was just reading the signals a little bit wrong. It's my first time doing uh, what you call that? What's pom pom girls? What's do you want girl? me to do some charades for you? Then <laughs> you can practice. What is this? If I do charades, sounds Two like years. a movie, movie. song. <laughs> Two words. <laughs> well, I love that, you know, and it also speaks about what you said, you know, it's either the fear keeps you um, stagnant, you know, yeah. complacent, and you don't grow. And growth is on the other side of fear, Correct. you know, so it's very, very important for us to face our fears because like like you said like I said also earlier on, it was something that I was fearing and I thought I'm gonna do terrible but I never knew that I'm actually gonna grow. You know, I never knew that I'm actually gonna express myself in a different way and experience other things. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Do you guys know of any friends or any family members that has that some some serious transformation where you're like, wow look at you, you know? Do you know oh, any can people I like that? Can Absolutely, I yeah. I have a friend who worked in the call center industry for many, many years, and then COVID happened, and then he couldn't work anymore, and then he was struggling to get a job, Mm -hmm. and then he started a car wash from his home, and this man is the happiest person, because every day he gets to wash a car, he speaks to the owner about cars, he's a big, big car nut, and he's always wanted to do something car adjacent, and now he has a rather successful car wash from his house, and it's pretty cool. He's so happy now that all the stress that he was having all the years from working in call center because of the successful industry, gone. He's just washing cars and he's the happiest. He's happy like a pig in mud. <laughs> I think yeah. this year, one of the biggest transformations that I've seen is Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. <laughs> just Wee. moved right out hey, of the... Hey, hey. How do you transform from a prince to a not prince? It's supposed to work the other way around. Yeah. Everybody knows you kiss the frog yeah. and then it becomes the prince. You don't kiss the prince and, and then, then it becomes the, yeah, the frog. The, where are they but going now? He wasn't one that always that wanted that. Life. He wasn't no, so he keen wasn't. about yeah. it. So I mean, that's he why was he married a brown girl. For lady to <laughs> take him out of me. Yeah, he went through some heavy transformations. So this guy. proof, guys, that if you want to be saved, find yourself a brown girl. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. If you want to be saved from, I don't know who. And if her name just happens to be Mel, don't run. <laughs> Come, she will embrace you. That's so crazy. I mean, like I spoke about a lot of small businesses on the rise. Chris, do you know of any people that you know that have kind of transformed their lives in this pandemic? I know of quite a number of people. Uh, just this week, um, I heard of uh, a lady by the name of Carlota. She... Uh, was a chef at a restaurant and she lost her job and she d- also decided to cook from home and um, over the past two weeks she made 10,000 rand wow. by selling food. Don't say and that now. The family's going to say you throw skilled my No, but it, it, it can happen. It mm. can happen. We can be positive. We can change. We can transform. And uh, there are the possibilities. It's not about the money. It's mm. about being happy and developing your talent and being creative in the best way you can be and starting off yeah. at that particular point with your talent, but always seeking the creativity within yourself and the potential you. Soak that potential within you. Actually, can I just give a shout yeah. out to South Africans because they've become more keen to support the next now. person in their business endeavor mm. yes. as opposed to me, what's he trying? I'm going to pick and play. Yeah. No. Help your fellow man, help your friend out, have a yes. little party to celebrate their new business and introduce new 
clients to the business. I think that's a wonderful thing to do. Mm. A lot of people were doing it. And like, like you said also, and you've been seeing, and like um, Chris mentioned earlier on, you know, some communities have been coming together doing food drives and that kind of thing. That's also a huge transformation. People are working together now. And, People are and sharing. Absolutely. And I think it's all part of this great awakening vibe that we were just talking about. It's just so lovely to see people come together and you're like, so much good things are happening. No? And let us not forget those major transformations that people have been making during COVID by eating and gaining so much weight. That is also a big old oh, physical transformation. How was that? Oh. The COVID weight, eh? Own uh, it. Own every curve. That is a whole other I was like, guys, but like, this is the thing. The people that weren't even working Where out. Where did underst- they get the money to eat? Do- the, the thing is, is I understand, carbs, understand like, okay. understand if you used to work out and the gym closed and all of that and then you mm. picked up a bit of weight. These people who never used to work out, they used to just like live normally, you know, but they oh. picked up, I'm like, wait, guy, what, what did you do different this time? <laughs> it's yeah, not like yeah. you stopped going to the gym, you know, what did you do different this time? Stop eating that kale. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I, I will I'll tell you what I did. Yeah. I um, lost my job mm-hmm. and I um, was very depressed. Mm-hmm. So I drove through the industrial area, the honey Kenilworth and so on. And I picked up a pallet to market a boxy. Mm-hmm. And I put it on the Facebook and I said, Mr. Kijk wat a quiet plant boxy that I for me gemaakt. I'm going to make a plantie plant. So someone asked me, how much the box? So I said, no, it cost me to 180. <laughs> 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 so I sold the box for 180. Wow. And then they followed the other boxes. And so wow. I survived for the year with making plant boxes. That's amazing. So I'm the liquor business. <laughs> <laughs> the box in Afrikaans. That is the box in Afrikaans. No, it was not Afrikaans. Yeah, it was so lekker bedrijvig met my plankie werk and so on and so on, yeah. Another thing that stood out for me this year, which I particularly like as well, is a lot of people speaking about self-love. Self-love journey, self-love this, self-love that, you know And they speak of it as a 360 kind of practice, you know It's not just like buy what you like or listen to what you Or Mm. speak to people that you Mm. want to speak to It goes into what you're eating, it goes into your exercise It goes into you taking some time out for yourself It goes into you to rest And let me be honest with you That's true, true. Let me be honest with you, that's also something I've always thought like, I love self, I am self-wealth, you know, self-love, I know myself but I only started saying I love you to myself probably like this year I took myself out on a date once before and it was weird at first I wanted to be on my phone because I was like I'm sitting here and I want to and I was like no do not stretch yourself indulge yourself and I was like I'm here and I'm taking myself on a date this is a place that I like I'm gonna order what I want and I'm just gonna enjoy myself that is a practice that I loved and I enjoyed and I only did it once Did you take your marrow with you? No, 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 no. I took selfies. I took selfies. Oh, so. not your marrow. Self-love, no, 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 no. not yeah, selfie love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guys, in your perspective, have you done any self-love, you know, as a form of self-transformation? And what are the type of things that you did? Um, you want me to answer that? Go ahead, Eugene. <laughs> go tell ahead. us. Go tell ahead. us. But BPCA, the children listening. Yes, 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 please, eh? We need to self-love listening. the kids okay. as well. Look, I've always been a loner. Because, yes. you know, it was more for Yaline the, my, most of my life. Are you gay, Eugene? Oh, my word. I could never tell. <laughs> you know, I, I, feel, I sometimes feel like I'm not gay now. I think I need to amp it up next year. Um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, can you imagine that? So no, good please. grief. <laughs> yeah. Months, 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 months. Mm. Yeah, I look like Mary's scary sister. <laughs> anyway, so, um, 
Yeah, I've always taken myself out to the movies and all of those things, and then I started becoming, can I say, popular, well-known? I don't know what the word <laughs> is, but I started making friends. Became famous. And then everything had to be a codependentness. But then as of last year sometime, I started doing that again, taking a book, going alone to the beach, sitting on the beach, reading it, you know, when the beach was eventually opened. Um, those things, those little things, taking the dog for a walk, but like a far walk, and then you come back and the dog's dehydrated. Just that, spending more time with yourself, but in a, not because you're forced to be alone, because you choose to spend that alone yes. time with yourself. Very important. Mm. Mm, very, very important. Thank you so much. We have Mal Jones in studio and we have Mr. Chris Fender and Eugene Matthews calling in. Just a few minutes ago, we were speaking about self-love and um, I believe Mel has something really, really beautiful, a very beautiful message about self-love, which is actually very, very important. So Mel, I'm going to hand it over to you and please enlighten us. I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say that self-love isn't always pretty. Self-love isn't always that thing of a bubble bath and a glass of bubbly and taking yourself out to dinner and um, taking yourself on a date. Self-love can start there, but self-love is sometimes dark and Mm. gritty and sometimes Sometimes you have to deal with traumas from your past, childhood traumas, traumas from past relationships. Sometimes you Mm. have to deal with that in order to move on. In order to love yourself, you have to get rid of the things that made you hate yourself. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you go back to that bully at school that treated you so badly and you change the narrative around Mm. that. Or you go back to that first relationship where someone uh, treated you Mm. awfully or cheated on you or didn't respect you. And you change that narrative and that is sometimes what self-love is. Sometimes it's not the easiest thing to do, but it's so important to find the things that made you hate yourself so that you can reverse that, turn it around, make the transformation, and then learn to love yourself with yeah. a new narrative. I think the can key... I add something to that, please? Yes, you can. One day I had a... I went to an altercation, but I was having words with somebody, and I said these words, and it completely changed. It was me being profound. Me forgiving you has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Yeah. Completely so that. I, I, I had to come to this point where I had to let go of whatever I had going on in my head against this person. And I came to realize that a big part of us and a big part of life is forgiveness. And this is something mm. that we've learned from the Archbishop Desmond Tutu. Forgiveness. There's so much power in that. And there's so much healing in that. And mm. we should be doing more of it. Yeah, I like the word that you just said now because I was going to wrap up that whole self-love lesson with one word and say healing. Yeah, healing, healing, healing is what we do. Healing is what we need. Is what we need as individuals. Is what we need in our families. Is what we need with our friendships. Is what we need as a whole nation. So. I think we should all just go on a self-love journey. Everyone in 2022 will be on a self-love journey because I said so. And it starts with a bubble bath. <laughs> and telling yourself I love you and taking yourself on yeah. a date. And looking at looking at all of those traumas because we were taught to run away from these things mm. and shy away from them. And then our childhood traumas, a lot of that comes up in our adult life and it comes up as bad behavior. It comes out as um, bad relationships. It comes out as bad communication. It comes up as so many negative things. And at the end of the day, you like, you just, you take a step back and you're like, I've been self-sabotaging myself this whole time, you know? And then we 
start to look for ways of healing. And there are some, so many interesting ways of healing. Like, like, like Mal just mentioned, you know, there, there is a, um, spending time with yourself. Like I said, you know, words of affirmation to yourself, saying these things to yourself, taking yourself off on a date, you know, also dealing with your traumas and that kind of thing. But sometimes there are also other ways that you could, um, get your healing, you know, like there are social workers that you can, um, go to for and you can speak about this. Um, having a friend that you want to share it with, you know, and it's not always costing money to reach out to social workers. Some of them do it pro bono and they work with donations, you know. Then there's... um the- letting go of that relationship with yeah. the uh, person that you're intimate with or even if it's a relative letting go yep 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 yes people I've even learned that you know like where with, with the whole cutting off being you're like no but that's my family all of that mm-hmm. we grew up together even you know? if they make liquor trifle you <laughs> must let go you yes. must let go let go of yeah. toxicity no matter what form it comes in best friend family co-worker boss if it's toxic it's not good for you it's just going to bring you down to all the all sorts of depression and you'll start questioning yourself of other things that you cannot actually control so yeah healing and like i said there's therapy there's there's hypnotherapy there's so many things that you could look into that goes inside with self-healing like we said it's a 360 thing it's not just spirit it's not just physical it's spiritual and mental as well but right about now like i said we want to end the show off with some lightheartedness something to some things that really stood out fast because it wasn't all bad it wasn't like a terrible year a lot of things have happened we spoke about transformations that we did and we also spoke about spending time with family so let's let's speak about a few things that we can be very very grateful about let's talk some gratitude today and let's leave it on a very very high note i want to speak of just a little few things um i have family time family time is something i never used to be in the house my family knows i leave the morning and i come back the evening my house is just some a place where i eat and sleep mm. and um the whole pandemic, I couldn't go to work and hustle and bustle, couldn't be with friends and all of that. So I spent a lot more time at home and that made me tackle things that I've been putting on the back burner. Like, for example, I've been wanting to build a garden for so many years. In pandemic, I did it in two weeks. I was like, Worth why? Let's garden, let's you know what I'm saying? And I was like, why did it take so long? Millicent I thought it was so complicated. <laughs> I really just needed time. I really just needed time, like time for my, like make time for it. And I, I did, accomplished it in two weeks, you know. Also new work opportunities came up, gigs that I've never done before, you know, are coming up now. And I was like, wow, you know, and it's also part of the whole pandemic thing. So that's something I can be grateful for. I started my new online podcast, you know, I've got an online platform where I speak to celebrities about I've had Mal also on the show yes, yeah. yes. and it's called The Price Famous of Fame so we people. speak about you know <laughs> all the challenges and the journeys things like that I also had a lot of time to write some material Mm. that I've been wanting to write and I always thought I was too busy. So I'm grateful for those things. Uh, Chris, could you share with us some of the things that you are grateful for? I'm grateful for friends who helped me out of my depression and so yes. on. I have had a lot of help and support, uh, friends coming to encourage me and so on. And so when I awoke and uh, back to my strength and uh, my... Uh, so I first the cup and so on and after that, I decided I must give back now. Yeah. And so I started walking again with individual friends, and then I started to take groups of people. And so now I've taken a group of young people from the Cape Cape uh, Cultural Collective on walks and so on and I take other friends and we go hiking and so on and in that way we appreciate uh, our 
nature and we strengthen ourselves and so on and so mm-hmm. that's been very good for me um, and yeah I've survived in that particular way and I write my poetry and can I do the Khoisan blessing for the people <laughs> alright one more for the road why not why not mag die son and die man and die sternkies altyd oor jylse koppe glans en die voelkies en die bokkies en die vlinderkies altyd voor jylle op jylse voetpaaikies dans mag jylse maken nooit honger na kos en jylse pense nooit ooit opdroog van die dors en wanneer jylle klaargeloop het op deze aarde mag die wat achterna kom sê kyk hier het mooi mense geloop al spore gee ons nieuwe hoop mag die son en die maan en die sterrenkies altyd oor jylse koppe glans en die voelkies en die bokkies en die vlinderkies altyd voor jylle op jyllese voetpaaikies dans Oh, that was a very lovely... I think it was a gratitude poem, man. That was a very lovely one. That oh, was yeah. very lovely. Yeah. Finger clicks and finger clicks. Eugene, come on, come on, Eugene. Please tell us, what are you grateful for in this 2021? I am grateful to still have my mother. Absolutely. Um, without that lady, I... Yo, if I didn't have that person as my mother, then I would have turned out uh, way more... Like, I'm already so intense. Imagine if I didn't have Regina Matthews... Um, raising me, it would have been wow. Um, I found a romance this year. I found mm. intimacy with a guy. I'm not breaking. I'm not breaking. I've been single for a very, very long time. So I, in April, I met somebody and we still together. And <laughs> like, I, I get why people also think about having intimacy in their lives. It's amazing. It's just like, ah! Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're probably not going to last, but while I have it, oh, we're going to be fantastic together. Um, Mal, do you remember that day when we filmed comedy mixtape, all the, all the, um, the comedy, the stand-up sets? Yeah. Now, on that date, we went to a restaurant. Myself and my friends went to a restaurant because it was the day after my birthday. We went to a restaurant for dinner, my birthday dinner, and then three armed gentlemen walked in and they robbed that whole restaurant. Oh, wow. Well, and that's I not very positive. I survived that. I survived yes. that. Mm. Things could have gone so wrong. There could have mm. just been a little miscommunication and gunshots could have gone off. But luckily, all I lost was my cell phone. Yeah. Lovely, yeah. lovely. Now you can be, yes. you know, in these crazy times, you can be grateful for walking away from that unharmed, especially seeing that they had weapons, you know, in that situation yeah. could have gone so many yeah. ways. So, so many, yeah. so many ways. I was, this year I was taken to court. I was sued successfully and um, I survived that too. Yeah. Uh, but because of this whole thing, I've also come to realize that I have a lot of people in my house, well, not in my house, but in my life who... They fed information to this guy that was trying to, that sued me. They fed him information, a lot of wrong information, but they fed him that information, which he used against me in court. And then I lost the case. And I was like, okay, the whole bunch of you out in my life, and I'm grateful to not have them in my life anymore. So look at the silver linings. I am grateful for the silver linings, the tragedies, the traumas, all of those things happen. But yeah. that silver lining, that, that, that door is going to open. You just need to wait. Just wait. Yeah, just be patient. Bide good. your time. That door is going to open for you. And it did. And I'm in such a great space right now in terms of my performances, in terms of me mm. as a person, as in me as a partner and as a friend to everybody who I hold dear. I, I feel like I'm like between since last year, the 30th of December and this year, 30th of December, I like this Eugene a lot more. 
Oh, absolutely. Yes. 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 Nice yes. to meet you, New Eugene. Is that that <laughs> self-transformation we're speaking about, yeah. man? I love that. I love that. Um, Mel, is it something that you want to say? I just wanted to say that based on what I just said to Eugene, uh, I'm Rico Breakin. We are, we come from a culture of that. We come from a culture yes, of, uh, yes, yes. Rico Breakin. You know what? I'm so grateful for this. I'm Rico Breakin. <laughs> and we come from a culture of uh, the minute you want to be grateful for Absolutely. something, the minute you speak it mm. out, the minute you want to try and Bragging. speak something into mm. existence or manifest something good in your life, then people want to kind of push you down and hold you down because that's the culture of, Absolutely. of where we come from. And I'm glad to see that that is changing. I'm glad to see mm. that people are starting to say Celebrate each other's gratitudes and each other's um, successes, yes, which is good. Yes, yes. I'm also really glad for, for having my family around. My mother's been ill, and she's a lot better now. So I'm glad that that's. A, I'm mm. glad that I have friends who I can tell everything to. Whether we have great parties and celebrate and laugh together, or whether someone has some trauma in their lives, and we can speak about it and celebrate each other and hold each other up and um, support each other. I have those kinds of friends. The, Honest, true kinds of friends that I can go through, think my ride or dies. I've yes, got yes, those. Yes, yes, And I can remember being younger and having friends who were superficial and they'd walk away, and I've never ever had that. So it's such a good feeling to have people that I can literally tell anything to. They won't judge me. They don't care where I'm from. They don't care what I'm going to, if I'm going to be on the TV, if I'm going to be on the radio, if I'm going to be in the newspaper, they don't care. They yeah. just want to be my friend. They just want to be Mel's mm. friend. And I'm happy that I have those relationships. I think those. Are the things that I've held most dear this past two years mm-hmm. is this, those relationships, those thick bladder. Blood is thicker than water, but water can also um, Make, keep you yeah. from dying. <laughs> so yes. there's those kinds of relationships. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we need water to survive. Relatives and family. Yeah, and you have family. I have family. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for those relationships, and I'm grateful to continue. Oh, I'm also grateful that we had a liquor Christmas lunch. We had no? a very liquor Christmas lunch. <laughs> People will say how oh, they were suffering, but we had a liquor Christmas yeah, lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yellow works. The yellow the menu. The yellow works. We menu. even had prawns, my bro. Prawns. Mm. We had prawns. Yes. Starters, also my main meal. Starters, starters. We had prawns, starters. No, 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 no. And then we had an oxtail stew, and then we had mains, which was gammon. I can't feel my own menu. You see, in India, I'm just telling you what I'm grateful for. I'm just saying what I'm grateful for. Yes, that is so true. I mean, a lot of people, especially this time around with Christmas, they've lost so much. Relatives, you know, so this spe- this experience of Christmas was not the same mm-hmm. for so many families, and yet we are we 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 can we are so grateful that we can actually sit and have a conversation and say like, oh, we are so grateful that we had our family, you know. I even had family over come uh, come over to our house, and we haven't had guests uh, coming over to our house for Christmas in a while. So it was really really nice to treat them and just be in the Christmas spirit. I was up early and I was braying. We also had a liquor starter there. We liquor. Had, I, I made a liquor mm. seafood poiki starter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we also had gammon. We also had gammon. And, and, and lamb. And are you bright chicken or so? Yay! And potato shallot. And, and, and trifle. Munishpiali. Wow. Oh, no, of course. Trifles are given. Hello? I heard about the chocolate. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. Creaming. Caramel. Hey, don't play with it. It's, don't it's play like a dessert with it. 
It's uh, like a dessert pot. You throw everything yeah. in and then yeah. you just put it in the fridge and then it comes out tasting like one thing and you call it trifle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But don't mess with a formula of trifle. Like people want to come be fancy. Yes, fancy. yes. You've got f- experts on the Cape Flat. He knows their trifle stories. Let's for your 50 I feel like my mother a, makes a the best trifle. A trifle is not so trivial as you think it That's what be. everyone says, but I feel like my mother makes You know what? I like you, Lunga. Don't start a fight. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been one hell of a show. I've, oh, I don't know if I can even say that. H E. Well, he broke. He broke the ice, so well, I can say anything. Heck of a show. <laughs> oh, it's been a heck of a show, Ooh. ladies and gentlemen. I. Oh, oh bye, Eugene. Bye, Eugene. Okay. He pooped us <laughs> the air. He's about to just live without saying uh, goodbye. Because we didn't invite him for Christmas last no. Yeah, yeah. We didn't get to speak about his Christmas shame. He probably ate bread. It's fine, though. It's fine, Eugene. But yeah, he like I said. bread with his partner, so it's fine. Yeah, we've had a lovely time on the show. Mel, did you have a great time? I had a delightful evening. Oh, thank lovely, you so lovely. much. Chris, how was tonight for you? Uh, thank you for meeting such famous people. Absolutely. Hello, so TV, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I almost touched uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> Ladies and gents If you tuned in tonight I want to thank you so much You've made it everything We enjoyed ourselves This was my first time By the way It's my first time Doing this Doing radio Wow Crazy And tonight I was standing in For Mr. Ryan Fortune But it's been a lovely experience For myself I've enjoyed myself My name is Lunga Chuka The Energizer Funny You've been tuned into The Cornerstone Critical Dialogue On Bush Radio We ended it or we Today we were speaking Everything about 2021 in review And we ended it On a beautiful Lovely note of gratitude Let's walk into 2022 With all the things That we are grateful for And all the transformations That we have picked up And all the things That we want to achieve Let's make it amazing I had fun tonight. That's it for me. Good night.